Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, but should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. And we welcome you to episode 328 of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Crohn's disease is described as a type of inflammatory bowel disease causing abdominal pain, severe diarrhea, weight loss, and malnutrition. And Corey, do you know the country that has the highest rate of Crohn's disease? I would say United States. Canada. Can really? you believe that? Yeah. That should have been my clue, actually. Like <laughs> Our guest today is going to tell us the story of her teenage son who developed Crohn's disease, was in a dire situation, but his life turned around when he started taking cannabis. And joining us from the UK to tell us the story of her son is Christina Papuzzi. And Papuzzi is a Greek name, and in English it means shoe. Did I get that right? Christina? Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Now, your son was only 14 when his health issue first appeared. Tell us that story. Okay. He was actually 15 15? at the time. Um, The the symptoms of the disease came around about 15, yes. Um, Basically, he became anemic through... A series of events which began with him calling me into his bedroom and there was blood on the bed sheets. Mm-hmm. He had um, bled through his backside onto his boxer shorts and onto the bed. Um, obviously, it was very shocking and um, I asked him if he was in any pain and no, he wasn't. Um, But, yeah, so that's how it began with me then having to take him to the doctors to investigate what was going on. Yep. And what did the doctor say? Um, At that stage, um, unfortunately, the doctor didn't even want to examine my son at that stage. But I kind of didn't want the doctor to examine my son either, really, there. But anyways, it was a case of me having to say at the end of the um, consultation or the appointment, um, you know, could you have a look? Or, you know, I didn't know what what to look for mm-hmm. or what to feel for, you know. Um, but obviously something was wrong. So he did. He, he then did take my son behind the curtain and press his tummy and basically had a look there and said that um, possible possible anal fissure through constipation mm. as to why it may be bleeding. So he wasn't at all, um, seemed, didn't seem at all concerned, which was a big relief to me. And um, I thought, well, if the doctor's not, not, concerned then you know it must be anal fissure so he gave him a an ointment emeroids cream and that was that um so then it went 
for a few more months of no blood, but my son was then becoming kind of sick with with viruses from school, like stomach bugs or um, he would gag of a morning uh, early to get up for school and stuff. He would actually gag and, and be sick. And it was kind of mucus and stuff. So didn't really think a lot of that. Time then passed, but it, it was continual. He, he kept having these stomach issues I, I would keep taking him to the doctor each time the doctor would say oh it's you know the various bugs is catching it from school etc etc and in this point in time also um my son was losing a lot of weight but where he was at this teenage stage and they become quite gangly anyway because he's quite a tall lad mm-hmm. um you know it wasn't evident, it wasn't evident, but consequently, 12 months later, through these series of events and these bouts of sickness, it got to a stage where I actually saw him in his just his boxer shorts one day and I looked at and I thought, something isn't right now. He looks too thin. And basically, he then started to bleed again. So back we went. And then the doctor, where he had weighed my son 12 months prior, Mm -hmm. he then had seen the drastic weight loss in black and white. How much weight had he lost? Um, It was probably around... To be honest, I don't know exactly. Um, I know what weight he went down to, and he went down to about seven stone. Um, and like I say, he was tall, so he, he, he would look at, at the stages when the disease had hold of him. He did look very, very skinny and gangly. Okay, so then we get back to the doctor he says okay yes let's do some tests um and i then was in a position to be able to because at that stage then the doctor said um it could be possible ibs or colitis and that um his thoughts then were directed to the to the gut to the stomach and 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 that's where we should investigate so I then questioned and got the information in regards to how we would be investigating, which would be a colonoscopy. So I decided to go private because I, I didn't want to wait. I, I just did not want to wait months to get this appointment on our uh, local free healthcare. So I, I paid private to take my son that week and we got the diagnosis that week and it was Crohn's and some other issues around his bloods were also present where they thought a possible thalassemia trait was visible. Um, Basically his um, 
ferritin and his iron levels were so low that he was then uh, the the advice from the oh gosh I don't know what he would be called now the technical term for who did the colonoscopy um, but the, basically he he um, recommended that he have a, an iron supplement and that he go on to steroids and that was that we we left uh, that hospital but going through the process of getting that that diagnosis was probably the most painful part for my son I don't know if people realize that part which is when they have to empty their bowels and mm. they give them the medication to empty their bowels and that was just awful yeah, very painful. You mentioned that uh, he was seven stone. For listeners in North America, uh, that is 98 pounds. And you said he was a tall lad, correct? Yeah, I mean, it sounds a lot now, even that, that, though I'm saying it. I, I'm going to have to go back and look um, exactly what his weight, because I've still got all the records and stuff. Um, yes, that's in... Uh, we say stone over here. I don't yep. know what it is in kilograms. Um, yes, and but that's awfully, awfully thin for a youngster. Well, yeah, this is the thing. To the point where the whole family, because um, I think it was in the April we got diagnosed. So the previous Christmas, a, a Christmas uh, family party family members, you know, were coming up to me saying, is he okay? Because they could see how thin he was looking. And obviously, when you're living with someone every day, it's difficult to know. Mm -hmm. and when they get into the teenage, you don't see them like when they're babies anymore, you know, he's keeping himself to himself, etc. So, yeah, it was a big, you know, obviously the blood, the first signs were immense, you know. But then there was no more blood. So it was very, very, you know, hidden. Mm -hmm. It were was you, very hidden. Were you surprised with the diagnosis or had you suspected Oh, something? no, I mean, by the time, by the time we'd got there... In my mind, anyway, I, you know, I'd started the ball rolling with with investigating, and in what my conscious was telling me, and what my gut instincts was telling me as a mother, you know, and basically I went on to the um, forums, the Crohn's uh, UK Crohn's and Colitis forums, and I was reading everybody's comments and um yeah echoing echoing at the back of of my mind i'll get a bit emotional sorry no that's fine it's uh did you ever feel that you were losing your son prior to the diagnosis i'll get it together one sec sure You'll be fine. It's an it's uh, an interesting story for people who 
may have Crohn's or may have may know someone who has Crohn's disease on uh, what you did in order to turn this around. Is, yeah. it, is it safe to say your son is healthy today? My son is like a um, Adonis. <laughs> 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 He's actually built his body up to such strength that he is, he could be a, a model, you know? Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you're going to have to tell us how mum did this for him. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me? Right, okay. So, echoing in the back of my mind was Run From The Cure. Because mm-hmm. I'd seen Run From The Cure. It must have been about a year prior to the blood. And directly after Run From The Cure... Shona Banda's video came on to YouTube, like on the playlist. It just came up, and we sat and we watched that as well. And I can just remember looking and thinking, I know that girl, or I recognise that girl. Anyways, I listened to her story, and obviously I'd heard all the testimonies in Run From The Cure, um, and then I'd seen Shona's video, And at that point, I've always been um, a cannabis smoker since the age of 13. I'm 50 now. And um, so I wasn't shocked about the fact that what this plant could do um, necessarily. I, I was amazed. I was amazed by what Rick had discovered, but it it, it didn't really sink in, really. It it didn't really sink in, I don't think. Anyway, obviously, like I say, that was echoing in the back of my mind, Shona Banda and her story. So, the internet enabled me to be able to reach out, to research, to travel every avenue that was open for me to go and get the information I needed um, on both sides of the fence of the mainstream medical and the cannabis um, community. Mm-hmm. So once the diagnosis had been given and the my local GP um, basically wanted to um, administer steroids at that stage, um, I'd already researched what the steroids may have done or did do or didn't do, and and I didn't want to put poisons into him, so I didn't. And as a as a consequence, um, the research on the cannabis continued until I was in a position um, to 
make the, the, the choice almost or the decision of what was the best way forward for us. And obviously, ultimately, my son was still underage um, and obviously the financial aspects, etc. when anybody's starting their journey in healing with cannabis, all these avenues and issues, you have to address them and, and mm-hmm. they have to be dealt with. So the legalities, everything, the, you know, family and what other people may say or think. Basically, um, I spoke with Shona. I spoke with another girl who had also been using Shona Banders' method of producing the cannabis oil in the glass dome vaporizer. Um, her name was Lindsay McGantz, and she also was using the medicine and getting great benefit. Um, it was an early journey for her, uh, but she was also being guided by Shona, and she was also a Crohn's patient. So I had both Lindsay and Shona um, just an email away to be able to guide me and help me once I'd made the decision what I was going to do and ultimately sounds a bit crazy now because my son's a man and he has his own mind and he makes his own decisions but obviously then he was still a child so um, I did make that decision for him and yeah so Um, did you make the cannabis oil yourself okay yes so basically uh, the the prospect of how to um, obtain cannabis wasn't an issue, obviously, because I, I was the smoker. So um, that part of it w- wasn't difficult, although I was still very much wanting to be hands on. And very, very luckily, a friend grew a certain strain for me, even though back then. Um, I was just learning in terms of the real uh, specifics of cannabis. Being a cannabis smoker, you know, I I knew what certain um, different varieties were. um, And that was about it, really. Anyway, so I got a cannabis education um, along the way. And um, we just started off with a real good uh, medicinal strain, White Widow, I believe. And I could basically have tailor-made what we knew to be, at that point in time, on the market that was a good good strain for said disease. So So, you gave it it to him orally or... or yeah, so basically once um, that ball started rolling, obviously that was going to take a few months before we could have that homegrown. So I needed to be able to get any flour into him, basically. And I was hesitant at first, very hesitant. Um, why? 
not quite sure, just the fear and the stigma around it all. Um, I suppose, even though I was a smoker and I wanted to do everything right, obviously. And and you hear stories or you hear people say, yeah, don't buy that street weed. They put this in it, they put that in it, etc. Um, but then I could hear Shona and how she used like a Mexican brick weed because that was all that she had at that point in time. And that was still to this day the best relief she ever had. Obviously, it was the early stages for Shona when she discovered it and when she first was able to ingest the oil, the way she discovered it and the way I create it. Um, that was, you know, the proof that was enough. <laughs> that was enough for her to know that it was working through what and how her body you know was benefiting so even though I knew you know it, you don't have to be so you know to the to the point you know it's it's a medicine in all forms whatever strain and um, just get that indica strain so that's what I did I got hold of some indica and I, I bought the machine which is very simple um, to obtain uh, via the internet, VP500 glass dome vaporizer. And they're originally um, sold for you to smoke herbs within the glass dome bowl through a hose pipe. Um, so that's its use. But if you close off that hose pipe, you can actually create your own essential oils in your own little machine very safely in the comfort of your own home. Interesting. How did uh, how did your son react to taking the cannabis oil? Yeah. <sighs> so, <laughs> yeah, great. So soon as... Um, the the prospect of the oil was going to be administered. Um, I was assured um, by Shona and Lindsay that the oil would not get my son high um, because the the oil that's actually produced in the glass dome vaporizer becomes a high CBD low THC oil. So. Um, they reassured me there's no, there's no, um, you know, he may feel a little, uh, a little more relaxed, etc., but he won't be high. It's not like RSO, high THC, um, if you was to give him a whole gram, etc., of SBO, Shona Band oil, that there wouldn't be any significant high or anything to, to have to deal with. So, okay. He has his first uh, capsule, his first dose, and on that particular day, um, his complexion and his well-being up until that point um, was obviously still all in decline. The amount of time that had passed from diagnosis 
to the first administering of cannabis oil, I had in that time um, done a lot of research on nutrition and what foods you could have or shouldn't have, etc. So the diet had been drastically reduced to help his gut. Um, but other than that, that was it. And as soon as he had his first pill, well, within 10 minutes, he was having a little giggle. (laughs) (laughs) And and it was a lovely giggle because he was smiling and he was having a giggle and he hadn't been smiling and he hadn't hadn't had a giggle. So, however, he didn't get really, 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 really high as he might have done on RSO because it is a low CBD oil. And the effects that he says that he felt um, initially were just a little bit tired, um, a little bit more laid back. In that first week, he just felt a little bit more laid back. That was it. That was it. There was no other. And like I say, his complexion after the giggling, I could just see my boy coming back instantly for me i could see it that's interesting you could see the visible signs of recovery it's fascinating instantly yeah yeah how long before he was uh fully healed from crohn's disease it was like 10 months amazing it's interesting you say 10 months because we interviewed a woman last week in oklahoma who had some various health issues, uh, too numerous to mention, but she was dealing with a lot of pain and sleeplessness. And within 10 months, she had lost 73 pounds. And and, uh, so she lost weight while your son gained weight. And uh, what this cannabis oil does, it creates homeostasis in your body. It regulates your body systems. So... He had no more pain after 10 months, no more blood, no more diarrhea, and uh, things were normal, correct? Yes, correct. It was a stage, obviously, it went through stages to get there. He did bleed um, most of the way through it, but the, the bleeding was, what's the word, going backwards. So it was lessening. Yeah. It was less than the whole time you, you, he was healing. You were headed in the right direction. Exactly. His bloods, uh, I had one actual consultation with a pediatrician at that time, that they, a gastro, uh, yeah, gastro. Gastronomist. Gastroenterologist. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and and we, we visited there three months after diagnosis and we had the consultation and um, I just wanted to see what they, you know, had to say and we could do some blood tests there. So that was always useful. And because um, obviously I still needed all that information to know that I was doing and that oil was working because that's where doctors find out their results and that's where I was finding out the results because I was requesting blood tests all the time. And um, so I could, basically, I studied and learned how to read them. And when we did go for the consultation and the 
doctor there saw the improvements and also spoke to me um, unknowing a lot of the the things I knew and turned around and then said to me you actually know more about the disease than I do mm. and that was it for me it was like I, I, I knew exactly who to listen to who, who I believe to be the experts in this and they, that was the people that were healing themselves and had healed themselves of the disease from coming back. Um, my son didn't go through any any poisons or any surgery. Uh, and yet Shona's story, she went through the mill. What they could do, they did. Mm -hmm. And they did it again and again and again until they could do no more. And that's when she stumbled on the oil. My son didn't have to go through any of that. And obviously, once Shona had got healed from all of that, to me, that's the expert. There we, there we have the expert. That was who I was going to be listening to, as well as my own gut instinct. And yes, in 10 months, my son prior to a consultation with another private nutritionist who then I, I was able to obtain real good information via the internet on certain individuals who, like doctors, nutritionists, who were um, sort of awake to the, because there's a big controversy in the food industry also, um, so it's it's all rolled into one, isn't it? Our bodies and and what we put into them, mm -hmm. and how it's controlled. So obviously, I had to wake up to all of that, and the the information I obtained uh, got me to the right people, and then people could then advise me in the right way, and and I implemented all of those measures, and the result was after 10 months he got his life back mm. does, does your son continue to take oil on a daily basis no he don't even take it on a daily basis he takes it on a weekly basis and he's so still fine it, he, absolutely it's been seven years now he said to me the other day mum it's like i never had it i said i oh, know son how much does he weigh today weighs about 13 and a half, 14 stone. <laughs> so it's about yeah. 168. So he's gained uh, over, he's gained about 70 pounds. Well, since. he's no longer a child now. He's yeah. like 23. So, you know, he's a man now. He's a young man. Yeah. How does it make you feel to know that what you did uh, gave you your son's life back? Well, that was it for me. Life and the world finally made sense to me. Um, so as much as it's you never want to see your child suffer, mm -hmm. it's been the biggest blessing we could have ever experienced, to be honest. It's brought you closer together, I suspect. We were always close, though. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, we was, we've always been, yeah, very close. So uh, with regards to to how, you know, the lessons for my son to go into the world with, with that, it's priceless, really. As much as you, you don't want to go through these things, they're priceless. So, yeah, what can I say? It's a, a privilege speaking with you guys. It's a privilege giving this story and um yeah well christina it's yeah it's a a real privilege of for us to have you tell your story about your son and his remarkable recovery from crohn's and i'm sure it'll be an inspiration to others who listen to this and uh and will take the uh the cannabis journey themselves to help correct their issue and i want to thank you very much for telling your story and was very brave of you and uh, we greatly greatly appreciate it thank you thank you could i just add one thing sure i'd just like to say with regards to the oil and the the way in which it's produced uh, there is a video that i put together and it's on youtube and it's a really easy step-by-step guide on how people can make the oil for themselves Mm -hmm. so i don't know if we can maybe put a link somewhere for that what's uh what's the what's it titled um it's titled the shona banda method okay good we'll do that i appreciate it thank you very much you're welcome thank you so much christina thank you Corey. thank you thank you ian Take care. Bye. As many of you are aware, we rely on listeners for support at Cannabis Health Radio. We don't have any advertising. And if you'd like to support us, there are a couple of ways you can do that. Uh, Either a one-time donation for as little as $5 a month or a monthly donation. Just go to our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and a pop-up window will guide you through the process. And with that, we'll be back next week with another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has can of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network.